Blog Talk Radio. Today, welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the house. And that's right, we're back. We're here. <laughs> and it's time to have some fun. Today is Freedom Friday. Y'all know what that means? Don't you? You know what Freedom Friday means. That means you, the listener, the caller controls the conversation today. That's right. So, anything you want to talk about? Today is your day. <laughs> that's right, because we're here and we're going to have us some fun. Um, that's for sure. Uh, let's see. Let's get the little particulars out the way real quick here. Um, first things first, if you want to call in to listen or to make a comment, only thing you have to do is give me a call, 347-838-8622. Once again, that's 347-838-8622. Press the number one on your keypad if you want to talk. And, hey, I'll bring you in. We can have a conversation. Um, now, I must go on and put this out there. Um, if you riding on those minutes from certain um, um, cell phone providers, hey, I can't control that. You'll be charged whatever they're going to charge you, you know. If you have unlimited, then you probably don't have to worry about too much, all right? So, you can also email me at ericletstalk at gmail.com um, before, during, and after the show. I'll be more than um, happy to respond to whatever you send me. Um, <laughs> you know, if you want me to read it live on the air, I can do that as well. So, you know, um, those are all the ways you can participate on the show. Oh, yeah, the chat room is open, and that's www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Those are all the ways you can participate on the show. And as I said before, I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you because today is your day, Freedom Friday. And that's right, Freedom Friday. Freedom to talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. <laughs> uh, and, um, <clears throat> you know, we, we, can, we can make some things happen. All right. Now, before we go any further in the show, I guess um, there's something I need to say. Okay. Um, first of all, 
you know, I do treasure and appreciate everyone that listens to the show. And I really do mean that from the bottom of my heart. And I do apologize for not being on the air more regularly um, these last few months. However, I know I don't have to explain this to anybody. But as, you know, the host of the show, I think I'll let y'all know what's going on. Um, This time of year is a very difficult time of year for me. And there are times when I just, for lack of a better word, do not function well. Okay. Um, This time of year um, just has been rough. I'm a veteran. Many of you know that already. Um, I've deployed 16 times in combat zones and I lost many friends and I've lost family members around this time of the year. So there are times when I'm just emotionally not prepared to do a show. And that's the bottom line. This is, you know, and instead of, instead of getting on here, coming on the air and giving you a subpar show, subpar show, I'd rather not just do one. Okay. So, once again, I do apologize for not being on the air um, regularly as I'm used. You're used to me being on the air, but hopefully, you know, once this time goes by, uh, we'll get back to our normal schedule and we'll be okay. All right. So, just so you know, just so you know, I'm, you know, I thought you, you, I owe that much to you as my listeners. All right. So, with that being said. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> there's so much that has happened since the last time we talked, man. I mean, so, 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 so much. Um, we got the Trumpster. He's still naming individuals to his cabinet. Uh, we got a very interesting um, situation in the Walter Scott case down in South Carolina. Uh, let's see. We got the Dylan Roof trial going on. Um, got the recounts that's going on that's really useless. Um, Republicans sticking out their chest, getting ready to, to do whatever they're going to do when they come back off um, their little break, leave, whatever. I mean, there's so much, so much, so much going on. And um, hey, let's talk about it all. We get, it's Friday. What else we got to do, right? <laughs> Yeah, what else do we have to do? But before we do that, let me give you a song of the day just to cheer you up just a little bit. Um, man, do I really want to play a song of the day? I don't know if I want to play a song of the day. Uh, yeah, I will play a song of the day. One of my favorites. I had something else picked out, but I don't think I want to play that right now. So let's listen to some L.J. Reynolds come get to this and um when we come back we get started with the show don't y'all go nowhere now go on and call your friends tell them come on mr talk is back on the air okay so see y'all in about four minutes enjoy the music
All right, that was L.J. Reynolds, and uh, come get to this. I know y'all said, let's play that song a whole lot. You know what? I, I got to admit, that song makes me feel so good. It gets me in such a good mood. Uh, that's why I play it so much. Uh, I just like the groove, man. It, it's a nice groove. The words are nice also, but, you know, it's just a nice groove. gets me to rocking back and forth and Oh, man, this time of year, I need to be feeling good, I tell you. But anyway, <laughs> welcome back to the show, man, I tell you. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so once again, today is Freedom Friday, which means you, the listener, the caller, controls what we talk about here on the show today. And um, so the phone lines are open, 347-838-8622. Um, chat room is open as well www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk um, let's remember that um, if you call in and um, you're on those minutes or what have you um, your carrier may charge you for the call I, I can't control that alright so I'm just letting you know ahead of time so don't be sending me no bills because I don't have the money to pay them <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> Anyway, so, oh, yeah, and you can also email me at ericlesstalk at gmail.com. Okay, so those are all the ways you can participate on the show today, and I'll be more than, uh, and I'm more than happy to hear from you. I want to hear from you, you know, because your opinion matters to me. Your comments matter. You matter to me, in fact. So it is what it is, man. Uh, Hey, I'll be honest with you. Okay, so let's get on with the show. Um, like I say, there's so many things going on, so many things going on, especially since we last talked. Um, Trump, he, man, have y'all paid attention to who this guy is putting on his cabinet, man? He's got generals. I mean, not just passive generals. He has generals that are gun, ho, whore, um, Oh, wow. Then he has billionaires. I mean, this man is putting together a cabinet that... <sighs> Man, this is a rich cabinet. It has to be one of the richest in the in the history of the president of the presidency. And you know, I heard Lush Limbaugh said, "Well, you know, Trump said, well, I want people in there that has, you know, that knows how to make money, that have made money, so forth and so on." And I got to thinking. I'm like, okay, that that's a little logical. He's a businessman. He's a billionaire. So he's basically dealing with people he knows or he has dealt with, what have you. Um, thought about it. But if you got all these billionaires there and the decisions that some of them are going to have to make, who's going to benefit? Who's going to benefit from all these rich folk running the United States Corporation of America? <laughs> uh, who is going to benefit? Is it going to be the non-existent middle class that they keep yelling about? Mm, definitely not going to be the lower end, lower end of the, the population. We all that. So that leaves a group. Hmm, the rich. I may be stretching them, maybe out there, you know, reaching for something, but I don't know. That, that's the way it's looking to me. I may be wrong, and and uh, I guess there's a little bit of hope that, that says I am wrong, but you know, the way it's looking, I don't know. I don't know. 
I mean, you got gold, Goldman Sachs ex-CEOs. You got um, Exxon ex-CEOs, generals that just want to rip things up. I mean, where are we headed, people? Where are we headed? Um, <sighs> it just makes you scratch your head. You know, it's great. You know, you, you want to hope that we're headed in some direction that that's going to make some things better. But as of right now, looking at it, do you see it's actually going to get better? You know, yeah, let's make America great. Well, you know, many of us say that we can't really remember a time when America was great. Now, let's be honest. However, there are those that say, yes, America was great during the industrial um industrial period well you know you had factories and everything going on especially during the wars you know where factories were turning out well you know planes and ships and and weapons and bullets and things of that nature well let's be honest those days aren't coming back okay those days aren't are not coming back especially the way technology is going um artificial intelligence and things of that nature. So where 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 are we headed? Where is this country headed? Um there's those that close their eyes and say, well, you know, um the last eight years have been nothing but turmoil. You know, the racial divide has become even greater and so forth and so on. And now with Trump and all things will be better. Really? Do you really think things are going to be better? I mean, just think about what has happened since he has uh, he won the election. Just think about that. No, all these individuals coming out the woodworks all of a sudden. I mean, really? <laughs> things going to get better? I don't know. I don't know. I think we're headed for some dark times here before things lighten up a little bit. I, I mean, that's just my opinion, of course. But, you know, looking at it, that's the way it seems. That's the way it seems. I don't know. Um, we shall see. I mean, what what else can we do? Really, what what else can we do but wait and see? We can be prepared for whatever happened, but then again, we really don't know what has happened, huh? Unless, <laughs> you know, I, I I got to tell this story. That's why I said unless. You know, I was um talking to some people the other day. And they got to saying, well, you remember, I watched this movie, and you know what they said? They they started talking about Trump being elected as president, and it was just satire and and, and um, so forth and so on. And I got to thinking, I said, yeah. I said, just like if you watch, um, it's the movie, uh, what is the movie, Kiss the Girls with Morgan Freeman and somebody else. And they had him and the girl tied up, and the guy was telling him about how the FBI um, would blow the World Trade Center, you know, to get money from Congress for something um, make-believe they had going on then. I said, take a look at that. What does that tell you? Everything that is done is planned. Nothing, nothing they do, nothing they do is by chance. Nothing that the, the the elite does is by chance. Nothing. But yet, why is it so hard for people to believe that? Isn't and you know the worst part about it? 
they tell us about it. They show us, they tell us what they're going to do, and we still fail to realize what's going on. What does that say? What does that say? Are we that blind or non-believing that we, we just pass it by? We just blow it off like, oh, man, that was a good movie. Hmm. I, I remember I was watching, um, uh, what was it? Uh, good Times, Sanford and Son. And, I, I, you know, things, shows like that. I, I, I'm telling you, go back and watch some of them shows and really pay attention to some of the things that are said and done, even in, in Sanford and Son, the Jeffersons, uh, Andy Griffin. Just listen to some of the things they said in those shows. And with the knowledge that you have now, listen and watch, and you will be surprised at the messages that were – it's just mind-boggling at the messages that were in those shows that we failed to pick up on. Barney Miller, MASH. I mean, that we just failed to pick up on because we didn't know any better. Now we know better, and we still ignoring it. <laughs> oh, man. And it's just, it, it, and as I say, it's mind-boggling because you watch it now, and you're like, oh, my goodness, really? Really, that that is what really happened? Oh, man. And then you, you think about the, the circumstances that we're in today, and you just shake your head. No, I know I do anyway. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, well, I just gave one about the, the um, Morgan Freeman them being caught up, and they was talking about um, – blowing up the World Trade Center to get money for Congress for some project that they needed to have done that and the American people weren't gonna go for it. So they came up with a plot. Um I think the name of the movie is uh uh is it Kiss the Girls? No. Or the long goodbye, good night or something like that. It's Morgan Freeman and Gina Davis. That's the movie. That's the movie. Um I really can't get it word for word now. Cause I just watched it the other day and that they just struck me um, crazy. Um, let's see. Good times. And for good times, there was this movement about the black Jesus, you know, that was really, really wow. You know, um, Michael, for those that know, Michael was the youngest son. Um, he found a painting by JJ who painted a black Jesus. And, of course, you know, in the black community, we've been taught so long that, you know, there's a white Jesus and the only Jesus. So when Michael went to hang this black Jesus up on the wall, um, Florida, the mother was like, no, 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 no. The only Jesus I know is this one right here, and this is the only one there will be. You know, and Michael, who was, I guess you can say, the quote-unquote revolutionary of the family, uh, <laughs> Was like no, why can't Jesus be black? You know, so there was a, a big, 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 big um, discussion on the show about that. Um, let's see what other examples. Barney Miller. Um, there was an example where they were told about uh, the government. 
Oh man, it, 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 there are there are so 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 many examples out there. Um, and a good one is the Matrix, man. I'm telling you, the Matrix has so many things in there. I watch. In fact, speaking of Matrix, I was watching a program the other day, and I have watched this movie so many times. Oh man, I forgot the name of it. Oh, I know what it was. Um, 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 um. A few good men, a few good men. Now, and never at one time had I watched this movie to this one time, it's like people in the movie started moving extremely, extremely fast. You know, then it slowed down as in uh, the, the, the facade had broken down just for the moment, just for the moment. The facade had broken down. And I'm like, wow. Now, I've watched this movie over and over and over and over again. And once again, never noticed that till then. You know, and then you, 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 um, the, the, the biggest scene in the movie where Jack Nance said, You want to know the truth? You can't handle the truth. And believe me, the leaders in this country feel that way about the American public. You don't want to know the truth. You know why? Because you can't handle the truth. If you were told the truth about what was really going on in this country and overseas as far as this country, you could not handle it. Point blank. Simple. Simple. You can't. Heck, soldiers be over there looking at it themselves and they can't even handle it. So we know y'all can't. The, 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 The regular public can't handle it. <laughs> I mean, it, it, those are just some of the things that I, I think about, you know. And it, you know, the bad part about it is, it, it, I, I feel the more you become aware of the situation, the different levels of dimensions, and things of that nature, you begin to pick up on the, the little subtle things that normally you would not pay any attention to. Whether it's a word here, a phrase there, and it's just mind-boggling. It was The Simpsons. It was an episode of The Simpsons where they did a, a little skit where Trump had became president just a few years ago. <laughs> and look what we have today: President-elect Donald J. Trump. <laughs> it's just amazing, man. It's just amazing. All right. Um, like I said, the phone line is open 347-838-8622. Y'all don't let me keep going, okay? <laughs> Please don't let me keep going. Um, here's another thing. Um, soon to be first lady, um, what's her name? Um, whatever his wife's name is. Um, she says she wants to concentrate on cyberbullying, you know, and I thought about that. You want to concentrate. The first person you need to fix or talk to about cyberbullying is your husband. You know, once again, they have given him his Twitter account back, and he has been off the chain. You know, <laughs> I'm laughing now, but the question, she wants to, 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 to talk to kids about cyberbullying and, and fix the problem. Well, you got to start with your husband first. If you can't talk to your husband, where's your credibility? How any kid going to listen to you? You know, uh, 
I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But those are just some of the things that I had on my mind. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Hey, you know, the more thing about I can't do no but laugh right now to keep from crying. That's that's what you say. You just laugh to keep from crying. You really do. Um, we got generals in charge now. We have billionaires in charge. So I don't know where we headed, y'all, but we headed somewhere. Speaking of heading somewhere, um, <laughs> um, the Walter Scott trial. I don't know how many of y'all have heard what's been going on over in that. Well, remember earlier, though, when I said, and this was during the Freddie Gray, um, Tamir Rice, uh, not Eric Garner, um, the young boy in Ferguson. When those families take those settlements, nine times out of ten, the officer that was involved will not be charged. Okay, will not be convicted. I, I, I need to change that. Will not be convicted. They may be charged, but they're not going to be convicted. Another example is the Walter Scott trial. That, that just ended in what? A mistrial. A mistrial. <laughs> You know, the family settled for $6.5 million. Now, the jury was made up of 11 whites and one black. And he was a black guy, okay? And (laughs) they deliberated about 22 hours over four days. 22 hours over four days. And one person, the thing is, one person could not come to, you know, decide whether he was guilty or not. So they ended up in the mistrial. Now, this goes goes and falls right along with what I was saying earlier uh, about the, the, the settlement. But the funny thing about this one is, you know, this, the black guy who ended up being jury foreman, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just something I picked up. Number one, he's a black guy. The only one on the white jury. Okay. Uh, they made him the foreman. And I, I'm not going to say this. Okay. In my opinion, in my opinion, I'm going to say this. In my opinion, you know, they they, they kind of hit the jackpot with this cat right here. Because number one, he's black. He's male, 34 years old, and in my opinion, he 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 <laughs> he's kind of sweet if you ask me. Okay, now he was talking early on on some of the talk shows, you know, the rounds they make on the talk shows, and some of the things he said really really puzzled me. He said there really was no evidence of uh, of murder. He also said they got the the view um, for forensic evidence. Then he said, we got to touch the taser and the leads and everything like that. Now, I'm thinking, why, why are you touching the taser? If anybody watched the video, you can see Walter Scott running. Not like he was running that fast. Let's be honest. The guy wasn't a track star, okay? (laughs) <laughs> he really wasn't a track star. Um, and the guy just shot him. So why wasn't that murder? 
Okay, so I said, okay. So he said, well, you know, I felt it wasn't murder, but it could have been manslaughter. But yet he could not convince those uh, that other juror, um, the other jurors, that that is what happened. You know, um, and he said, well, you know, I went in with an open mind. Now, here's another statement this cat made that really, really got my attention. He said, I had never heard of the Walter Scott shooting or anything about the case at all. Now, where was he living at? Where was he at? How could he not? He's right there. Inside. How could he not hear about it? Another interesting aspect of this case was that um, he had a felony um, charge against him. I'm talking about the black guy now. The 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 um foreman. Um, what was the, this charge? Uh, breach of trust. Yeah, breach of trust. Now, if you're like me, you have no idea what be, breach of trust trust was is. But come to find out, it's South Carolina versions of embezzlement. Okay, and with what he was charged with was a felony, which was two thousand dollars to ten thousand dollars, punishable up to five years in prison. All right. Now this is where this thing really gets gets kind of shaky, and this is why I say once you take that settlement, it's not going to happen. Now the the the, the, the defense attorney, he set this up pretty. He he really set this up to where um, this guy wasn't going to be charged. If he did get get uh, convicted, they were going to appeal it, and they probably won the appeal. But um, the the guy I'm talking about is um, Dorsey Montgomery, 34. Um, he was indicted last year on the charge of breach of trust with fraudulent intent, which I just read what that was. Um, however, now here's the interesting part. However, three weeks after the trial started, those charges against Mr. Montgomery were dropped all of a sudden. Were dropped. Now, the the, the, <laughs> the district attorney said, I don't know how that happened. It didn't happen. To, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know it happened. Okay. Um, let's see. What what did the defense attorney said? Um, I got a mark here somewhere. I'm try, I'm trying to find it here real real quick. Basically, what he said was, yeah, we knew about the charges um against Mr. Montgomery, but we allowed him in the jury pool anyway, and just in case the the trial he was convicted, you know, they could have um challenged that on appeal. I'm like, really? Is that I mean? That what does that tell you? Huh? You know, one thing Trump said when when he was running for president, and it actually got him elected. <laughs> you know, but it's rigged. This whole system is rigged, man. When you take them people money, you basically saying, okay, enough is enough. I know. Okay, we let them. And they're what they're saying is, we're not convicting him. You got our money. You got what you wanted. It's over with. We gonna go through the process, and that's it. <laughs> now, yeah, the charges against Montgomery were dropped three weeks into the trial on the same day that he was appointed jury foreman. Now, isn't that uh, quite a coincidence? Don't you think that was quite a coincidence there? Um, <laughs> um, 
when he asked about it, Montgomery said, I'm a big boy. Whatever transpired, transpired. Whatever, what happened, happened. Whatever was done, was done. And that's it. That, that, that's all he said about it. You know, he wanted to say, because after looking at the evidence, taking into account the legal requirements for murder and factoring the judge's instruction, he and the rest of the jury decided to deliberate on the lesser charge of voluntary manslaughter as opposed to murder. See, once again, it's a play on words, y'all. You know, that, that's why it's important that we, we understand the law ourselves. <laughs> but they couldn't even come up with a voluntary manslaughter. They knew they weren't going to get it. They knew this already. I, I believe they knew it. Um, he went on, Montgomery went on to say that race was not a factor in the courtroom, although it may have been a factor for the nation. Now, <laughs> you in South Carolina, this white cop done shot this black man in the back. And you mean to tell me race was not a, a, a factor at all in the courtroom? Are you kidding me? How, how dumb do they think we really are? Are we that much sheeple to where it's just bam, boom, boom? No, I'm not making this up, y'all. I am not making this up. (laughs) I'm reading it. I'm reading it. Okay. Here's what the defense attorney said. He acknowledged that in the case of a conviction, the limited questioning of prospective jurors' history would have been grounds for an appeal. So that's saying he already had said, okay, just in case, just in case somebody go against the grain and, and convict him by letting this black guy on, we got this. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Wow. Uh, 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 man, and, and see, this is what what is so 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 um disturbing. It really is. It's disturbing. Now we got um, Dylan, Dylan, what's his name, um, trial going on, also in South Carolina, right? Where he went in and, 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 and killed those people in the church. So let's see how this is going to go. <laughs> you know, I'm really, really curious to see. Uh, so I'm going to be following that a little bit as well. But what, what? What does that say about our country, y'all? Really, what does that really say about us as, as citizens and uh, people of color, just humans, period? Are we to not believe our lying eyes, just believe what we're told? They to do what we're told. That's I guess that's what we we that's what we allow. I guess that's a better way of putting, huh? That's what we allow. And what other words can we use? What other words can we use? That's what we allow. But it, it was interesting that all of a sudden, once he bec- the black guy, once he becomes 
um, jury foreman. His charges are dropped against him. Um, nobody knows why they were dropped. They're just absolutely just dropped. You know. <laughs> oh, Lord. And a felony at that. Hmm. I don't know, y'all. Sound like a plant to me, but I, I you know, I, I can't prove that. I just go what I read, you know, and, you know, they don't let us read so much. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, So what are y'all thoughts on that? Huh? What, you, what do y'all think about that? Is there really something to that or it just have to be coincidence? <laughs> oh. That's all it is. It's just coincidence, right? It just happened to happen that way um, because the family took the $6.5 million um, because he just happened to be the only black on the um, trial, so they wanted to make sure there was no um, hanky-panky, so they made him the, the foreman, and then his charges of uh, breach of breach of whatever um, ended, you know, just at the time of you know, he be him becoming uh, jury foreman, and of course, you know they couldn't decide on anything. So of course, we go ahead and um, <laughs> we go ahead and do another mistrial. Now remember, that's how um, the Freddie Gary case started out with a mistrial, and then next thing you know, it was acquitted, acquitted, acquitted. Oh man, forget this. Let's just drop all the charges against everybody and go home. <laughs> Oh man, and I, I foresee that's what's going to happen with this one too. Eventually, the, the, they're going to come back and say, "Well, you know what? After reinvestigating, relooking at the case, we really don't have enough evidence to um, warrant any more trials, and we're just going to leave it as it is a mistrial. He's free to go." And then what's going to happen? And then what's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> wow. Um, let's see. Man, I have some good stuff going on here. Police are private contractors and they have immunity. We do not have a country, Mr. Talk. We have U.S. Inc. <laughs> hey, and you know what? And as far as that U.S. Inc., hey, Donald Trump is beginning to run just like a U.S. Inc. also. You see who he's putting in there? He's, he's putting billionaires, you know, all men. Hey, he he's setting it up just like a business, just like a corporation. If you pay attention, that's how he's setting up his administration. He's not putting any anybody in there that's going to be playing. He's putting people in there that make money. He's putting people in there that, that whatever they have to do, they're going to make some money. Now, how that's going to translate into actually uh, 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 United States, I don't know. Uh, because, but then again, you know what? I'm glad you said that. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you said that because, see, I have often said many countries, I mean many countries, oh my goodness, many businesses are actually run. And it's interesting. If you've ever been in the military or think about a military structure, businesses are set up in that same format for the most part. They are. They're set up that way for the most part. Now, there's, you know, a little difference here and there, but they are. They are set up just that way. 
Now, if you take a look at the way Trump is setting up his cabinet, he's basically setting it up in 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 the uh, military format. But you know the the interesting part: you can take that same military format and move it to the the, the pyramids of uh, what is it, feudalism. And you kind of overlap them, and you'd be surprised how similar they are. So, although, and I'm, I'm saying it to make this point, although it looks different on the outside because of how it's being done, once it's all said and done, it's the same pyramid all over again. It is. It's the same pyramid. Just different persons running it, different people in different spots, but it's the same, same pyramid and <laughs> the same individuals that be on the bottom the same individual that were on the bottom in the beginning going to be on the bottom then also at the end the same ones that were on top going to be on top and, and, and it's interesting because that just is like I just saw that once I started talking, and it's a very interesting, interesting concept. And, and you're right. They're, the only difference between what they used to do and how they're doing it now is they're doing it right in front of us. They're slapping us, slapping us in our face with slapping us in our face and saying, this is what we're doing and you can't do anything to stop it. <laughs> But is, is is that truly a, 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 a truthful statement? Is that a true? Can we do anything to stop it? Can we stop it? And if so, how? This is a, a, a system that has been in place for eons. I'm not, centuries. I guess I better be saying centuries. And even though you think you have it under, you have a grasp of it. As soon as you decide, you you figure out a way to derail it one way. They already two or three steps ahead of you, so putting in the next tracks. So they keep running. So you may think you derail it. You may stop a, a stop or two on it, but eventually it's gonna get to where it's going. Well, it's the only way we can fix it. Just blow the whole thing up completely. Now, I know I better watch that. I better watch how I say that. Okay, so you just need to derail it. (laughs) All right, y'all. Somebody please call in and stop me from talking before I get myself in trouble. 347-838-86, the number, man. Dial press one when you call in, and uh, let's do this thing. Um, Y'all remember the... the, the, um, the big meltdown over in 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 Fukushima, yeah. Well, well, before I go there, Miami, Miami has been declared Zika free. They have lifted all bans in Miami of the Zika virus. <laughs> okay, so what do they? Oh, I know what they mean. All the mosquitoes died, so there's no more Zika. But even if that's the case, have you heard? I haven't heard anything about them um, stopping those um, um, what they, what they call it, 
those mosquitoes, genetically engineered mosquitoes from flying around there. They say it's Zika free. So if that's the case, they don't need those mosquitoes, right? Oh, y'all didn't know about that? To where the governor had approved the use of genetically modified mosquitoes to fight the Zika virus in, in Florida? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, he did it. He did it. Now, you think he just is just being done in Florida? I bet it's not. That's just a trial. That's just a trial. Because once they let that out everywhere else, you're not going to know anything about it. And the, the story is going to be, well, one must have mutated or, or migrated from Florida without that knowledge. And that's how it spread across the nation. Uh-huh. Believe that one if you want to. <laughs> but that's the story that's going to get told. And that's the story we believe. Uh, well, that's the story some believe. Others are going to be like, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, um, also, there's supposed to be some. Um, you know, that, that um, you're playing over there, over stuff, you know, that's been <laughs> spreading real stuff for years. It blew up. We'll come to find out. Apparently, some have been have been found in um uh United States now under salmon. Um, but of course, what is the weather's warning? Oh, small traces, so it's really not harmful to humans or the environment. Yeah, right. And you telling me it's just it's just it just just got here? Come on. Come on, y'all. Uh, are we? <laughs> we just really foo foo. You know, they they tell us anything, don't they? Don't they? They tell us anything, and we'll go for it most of the time. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I'm sure there's more. And you know what? More debris has um debris has been floating from over in Japan for long since that earthquake. Anyway, so you can't tell me all that stuff coming over here wasn't that didn't have some type of contamination uh, on it. But now it's just uh, we're just admitting to finding it. No, no, no. Yeah, there's more to this story, too. But we're not going to find out until later. We're going to have to dig a little bit. We're going to have to dig a little bit. Um <laughs> Man, I got so much going on, man. Let's see. Um, out of my chat room, it's saying it it's always been that way. Congress are billionaire millionaires, senators are billionaires. They are just doing it in our faces now. On the way up, building society, they pretend we are free. Now on the way down, they do not care about us. Michael Jackson done told you. <laughs> oh Lord. And you know what? You know what? And I'm glad you brought that up. Michael Jackson. You know, there were so many things said about Michael Jackson. But if you go back and listen to Mike's music, Mike was telling some things. That's what they had to get rid of. Mike was telling some things, y'all. You hear me? He was he was telling it. <laughs> I think about now all the joke about Mike and of course the accusations, this and that. I see why they was after Mike so hard. Cause 
what's putting the business out there? Get out there. Was putting business out there, and that's why they went after him, Cat Williams. Mm-hmm. I'm with no just door with the plan, and and say no, nah, we finna tell it all. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Paulie, he's another one. Yeah, there's a lot of them out there that's telling it. You know that they're smarter to. Um, where they get it out covered up so it doesn't seem so blatant. But we're so naive to we're just thinking it's another joke. Ha 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 ha! Oh, that's funny. He crazy. But you didn't listen to what was said or how it was said. <laughs> another one? Oh, I'm breaking up. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to break up. Oh, well, well. Hopefully I'm not breaking up too bad now. I guess I was just laughing too hard. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, East Coast. Um, yeah, Paul Mooney was another one. Uh, let's say who else? Who else be telling stuff? Um, Dave Chappelle. Remember Dave Chappelle? Dave Chappelle. I'm not putting on no dress messing around with y'all. <laughs> oh Lord. And, you know, you think about these cats, man, and we just laugh at them and laugh at them and laugh at them. But you just once you stop and think about it and listen to what they're saying and there's some of the things they're doing, you're like, wow. I mean, how many people just walk away from a, a, a t- television show? Millions of dollars because, look, I ain't got time for this no more. I don't have time for this. Martin Lawrence. You know, he walk around the highway in a fur coat, niggas just gone cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So they want you to think. <laughs> ah, don't you love it? Don't you just love it? And that what makes us such a great place. Because we get told the story all the time, but nobody really pays attention to the story being told. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's of the lighter, lighter persuasion, then everybody listens then because it's got to be the truth. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Once again, it's Freedom Friday, man. So whatever you want us to talk about, come on, give me a call. 347-838-8622. All right. I got a call on the line here. Let me bring them in. All right. Area code 802. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here? This is Ryan. How are you today? I'm doing fine, sir. How are you? I'm doing very well. So I'm a, good, I'm a newer good. listener to your, to your show, and I was wondering what kind of uh, political stances you have. Maybe we can talk about politics for a bit. Oh, we can talk about politics all day. Uh, political right. stance? <laughs> my political stance is it's got to be something better. That's my political stance. So what would you like to talk about, Ryan? Well, I, I consider myself a, a libertarian or a small, minim, absolute minimalist government as possible kind of guy, you know. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about going in that direction? <sighs> Man. <laughs> libertarian, huh? I have, yep. a, I have a regular that's a libertarian also. Well, you know what? As far as, as minimal government, in fact, before we go there, what do you mean by minimal government? Uh, well, let, I let's think be government, clear. 
I think the original purpose of certainly the United States government was the maximum protection of life, liberty, and property. Um, But government, by its very nature, violates the life, liberty, and property of its citizens. Um, So I see government as immoral and and should be, um, you know, pruned back as much as possible, if not eliminated entirely. Mm. Okay. So uh, eliminate government entirely. Hmm. Okay, so once we eliminate government, then what what will we have? Sorry, say again? I say once you eliminate the government, then what we would have? Will we still be free? Will we be considered free, totally free then? Uh, you'd have more freedom, I would think. Hmm. You might, you might okay. have to be a little bit more expanded, but, um, you know, like you, you wouldn't have restrictions on, um, I mean, take take all your, your favorite vices, um, you know, um, uh, drugs, guns, uh, prostitution, uh, you know, all those sort of things. And then into the economics, um, you know, freedom to start your own business and, and all that. Like, I'd like to start my own business and all that, but, you know, it's, it's too much of a pain in the ass, frankly, to have to get, you know, abide by all the regulations and uh, get all the permits. And, you know, I'm afraid of getting, afraid of getting sued or, or fined and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, it, mm. it really holds people like me back from, from making something of themselves. Mm, okay. All right. So, so when you say um, unlimited government, basically you're saying get rid of all the red tape and just open up, open it up for entrepreneurship altogether, without the red tape, uh, the, the, the um, restrictions and regulations and things of that nature. Exactly. I mean, if people still want to get together and uh, you know have a kind of co-op insurance plan and let everybody puts their money in the same pool and takes it out when they need to or something, you know, uh, that's great. People should be free to do that, you know. Um, I just don't want them to, to force other people to, to join their, their health care plan or, or any other other pet, pet, pet projects they might be into, you know. They should be able to force mm-hmm. that upon everybody else. Mm. Okay. If somebody wants to do their own thing and, you know, build their own life with, with other people in a voluntary fashion, um, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's, that's good in theory, but I have to ask you this question. Who would this um, so-called freedom pertain to? Would this be for everyone or just a specific group of people? Yeah, everyone, I suppose. I mean, it's freedom is a, is a lack of, of violence and restriction, you know? Um, so I guess mm. anybody who, who's free would be free. Mm. Okay. All right, you know that that, that sounds so good. It really does. However, you know, um, ah, man, that that that's a that that's a hard one there. It really is because I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, because the government is in control of too much. They, their hands are in too much. That's for sure. Um, but what 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 system is there out there or what way is there out there to where we, the, the the citizen, can actually be free to do as they they want, but at the same time maintain some semblance of control? I mean, you know, because you just can't let everybody get out there, correct? Then you just have, um, I guess, martial law or just uh, mayhem, chaos. 
I'm not sure what, what you mean. You're talking like they have comfort and just want to wait tomorrow? Well, what, what I'm saying is you say you want to limit government as much as possible. So how, how far do you want to limit government? Because um, many people would be would be ideal, I think, as, as far as a, a moral position goes. You know, um, I think it, it would be a more a more moral system uh, with less government. Uh, how do you get there uh, in, in the in the best way possible? With transitions and, and taking people off welfare and all that, and um, you know, how do you get public property and transition it back into private hands? Uh, you know, those are are complex transitional issues, but. Um, you know the the focus the the goal is is I think should be minimal government and uh, how we mm-hmm. get there is a a more difficult pragmatic kind of case by case basis. Um, mm. you, you certainly don't want to pull the plug entirely, or you you know if somebody's on medication, you don't want to pull you know pull the the medication off them entirely immediately and, and have them go into withdrawals. You know you gotta, sometimes you got to ease people out of it, but uh, but I, that's the goal that I would like to work toward is. is it's minimal government, and I think it would be a more moral system. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm not in total disagreement with you. I'm not in total agreement with you either. But you know, you you do, as I said before, you do make some great points. I, I'm thinking about, um, you know, back in the day before we had, you know, so-called formal government. You know, where you had the landowners and 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 um, you know the, the the I guess I'm going back to the Western days where you had the sheep herders and the cattlemen and the battle over the land of you know where everybody basically did their own thing to a certain extent. Um, you know, it, 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 libertarians have great ideas. I, I I agree with that, but the problem I see with that is there's always someone that's wants to be in control. There's always someone that's going to want to have control over the whole the whole pot. You understand what I'm saying? So we're back we're back to square one once again. Even though that sounds good, how do we achieve it to make it fair and feasible for everyone involved? I think that that is um, the question uh, that must be asked and must be solved before we can even think about limiting government the way um, everyone is quote unquote free. You know well, that. You know, how would you define fair? And there's another word. Like, what, what, what would a fair situation look like? To well, see that that is. The, <laughs> I was about to ask you the same thing. You know that. You know, you say fair, but is fair the same as free? Is fair the same as freedom? I wouldn't say it is, huh? How do you define? How do you define? Ah, now, now we getting into the meat of it. <laughs> freedom. Oh wow, freedom. It's Freedom Friday. It's Freedom Friday. Yeah, it's Freedom Friday. Freedom Friday. Uh, let's see, freedom. Hmm. To do as you please, maybe uh, to, to, to be able to, to speak as you want to speak without without um, retribution, to um, worship as you. Oh, I forgot. Those are what we're supposed to be already, correct? Sorry. 
I'm sorry. I say that's what we supposed to be have already. The right to speak as we want to, um, the worship as we want to, um, to, to live where we want to, uh, see, date who we want to, marry who we want to. Aren't those so-called freedoms that we supposed to already have? Uh, I mean, what other so. freedom would you like? Well, when you look at it from a, a property rights standpoint, um, you know, if you uh, assuming that it's possible to own property, which some people disagree with, and that's a, a totally different interesting rabbit hole, people who, who don't believe in property rights at all. Um, but if, if you do, like most people do, you basically own yourself, you own your property, um, you have rights to that, rights to be free from violence used against you um, mm. in the exercise of your of your rights. And those are called negative rights, to be free from. Um, mm-hmm. The word freedom often gets conflated between freedom from and freedom to, and freedom to would be more of an entitlement. Um, you know, you you are free to receive healthcare services. With that mm-hmm. one as an example, if you are free to receive healthcare services, but someone's not providing it to you, then that would be a violation of your freedoms. Um, mm. And therefore, but if nobody consents to giving you healthcare services, then you could act in the person's self-defense and force the, per, the healthcare provider to provide the healthcare services to someone who's entitled to it because it's their right after all, right? You don't want to violate their rights. Um, mm. The problem is that would violate the negative rights, the rights from violence of the, the healthcare provider. So mm-hmm. in order to be entitled to something, to have a right to something, if it's not being provided to you and you have to force someone else to give it to you, then that would violate their negative rights to be free from violence. Mm. So mm-hmm. freedom is two things. Um, seem to create contradictions and, and issues there. Um, yes. I, I would certainly agree with negative rights, rights to be okay. free from violence. And if and if you're being if you're free from violence, if no one's coercing you or violating your your rights, then you're in a state of freedom, I suppose. Mm, okay. Um, what do you think? That example. The the um, let's let's use South Dakota as an example right now. The between the oil company and in the Native Americans out there over their land. So who's right? Who has the freedom? Doesn't the, but yet you have um, private security, law enforcement, whatever, um, enforcing. Uh, how can I say um, the rights of the oil company when actually isn't don't the, the the Native Americans have the right to protect their sacred land? I'm not entirely familiar with that situation, and I mm-hmm. I suppose it would come down to homesteading rights they call it you know who is there first and who who's the rightful owner um mm-hmm. i guess it depends on whose rights you respect as to whose opinion or, mm-hmm. or whose claim to the property would be valid um a more okay. a, a simpler more specific relevant example um in recent news was like uh that gender neutral bathrooms and putting people in different bathrooms and whatnot and the, the question uh-huh. nobody seems to ask is who owns the bathroom you know, if it's if it's my bathroom, I can choose who goes into it. Who does two bathrooms in my house? One could be men's, one could be women's, one could be green aliens, or or both at the same time, or whatever I want. But it's my property, and I would be able to decide who can and can't be on my property. Um, so I mean, if if there's a business, um, why not just leave it up to the business owner to decide what they want their bathroom policy to be? You know, and if if you don't like the bathroom policy, you wouldn't have to shop there. For example. Great point. 
Great point. I can't <laughs> I can't argue with you on that one. Great, great point. Um, well, I see somebody had their hand up, but uh, I guess they'll call back in. But those, those, that is a great point. I agree with you on that one. <laughs> or, you know, as I say, if you're a boy, born a boy, you use the boy's bathroom. Born a girl, you use the girl's bathroom. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, those, well, I got those something some controversial people. for you, maybe, if you agree with me on that. Is, uh, okay. I believe you're black, right? Okay. All right. I'm a human. So, yes. <laughs> Go ahead. You're a human being. Well, I think from the show description, but um, let's talk into like the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and anti-discrimination. There's a good case to be made that the Civil Rights Act was actually unconstitutional because um, if business owners decided they didn't want to serve um, you know, any particular class of people, if the government's going to force them to serve people, then that would be a violation of their negative rights to particular persons, uh, positive moral rights or property rights. Um, that sounded kind of mm. confusing. Um, so for those, just like with the bathrooms, um, you know, whose property is it? And if a business owner doesn't want to serve someone, that would be their right to be free from violence used against them to force them to serve someone. Um, and mm. there's a lot of talk about you have a right to be served and you have a right to enter public businesses and, and rights to this, rights to that. Those are kind of the, the entitlements we spoke of earlier, where in order mm-hmm. to in order to make those positive rights a reality, you'd have to violate the negative rights of a business owner. Um, and the same thing goes with, with cake bakers and all that. Um, you know, I wouldn't want to force a cake baker to bake a cake, um, regardless of the reason. If you know, it might make them an asshole if they don't want to bake a cake for somebody. Um, but, uh, you know, just because someone's a jerk doesn't mean I want to use the force of the state against them to, to force them to do it, you know. Um, I'm, it doesn't mean I'm going to shop there, you know, I'll boycott them or whatever you want to do after that. But, um, mm. yeah, we were okay. I, 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 I understand what you're saying. Um, <laughs> you know, now, now I think you, oh, my goodness, man. Um you know the the example you used, especially with the Civil Rights Act. You know, um, now that that is a very interesting one. Um, I'd kind of have to disagree with you that, on that one. I mean, it, how how uh, oh man, if 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 every human if if every human is to be treated equally and fairly. Um, denying them uh, services. Well, see, once again, uh, you know what? Now I'm thinking. Once again, that that's where the, the it gets confusing, co- contradictory, um, and just downright crazy. But shouldn't everyone be treated fairly? If nothing else, just fairly. One group it would should, be nice to, to treat people fairly uh, and to, to. I think it would be nice to do that. Um, Mm-hmm. But I don't think I don't think just in dating or your relationships or something. I wouldn't want the government to force you to go on dates with with every person who asks. You know, um, I wouldn't want to <laughs> I wouldn't want to have you force to bake a cake for anybody who asked. You know, um, some people have different preferences sexually or whatever, and um, you know, regardless of the reason, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to use force against anybody for that. I, I think it would be nice right. to date people equally regardless of race, but um, I'm not gonna force people to do it. But isn't isn't let let's let's put it this way. Um, 
isn't okay. Let me let me clarify this. All right, let's just take color out of it. Period. Okay, let's say um, we just beige. Let's go beige. Which <laughs> I don't know why I picked beige, but beige. Okay. Um, then nice neutral color. Yeah, if if we're all beige, we bleed red, right? Right. So what what would be the difference between us? Why wouldn't I be able to uh, date who I want to? Why wouldn't I be able to go into a certain – you understand what I'm saying? I think what the problem is is we have um, – this society um, has placed too much emphasis on uh, the pigment of somebody's skin. Let me put it that way, and ethnicity. And I think I think when you start talking about freedom before before you can even get to even considering um that word, whatever definition is you have of it, um you you have to get out of the, the, the mindset that has been um programmed and conditioned into us for so many so many eons and centuries. You know? You understand what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. So in, in that case, you know, and I mean, yeah, you know, that's that's kind of like fairy tale thinking. But and, until we reach that point, I don't think that there will ever be anything um, close, close to what the definition of freedom should be. In my opinion, of course. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Oh yeah, I mean, um, you know, I'm, I'm arguing for the right for racist to not have to serve serve black people which which sounds totally ridiculous but it's just like free speech um you know the the right to free speech is there to protect the 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 most vile and disgusting speech um Mm -hmm. you know the 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 unpopular uh, opinions and positions um and if if you were to repeal the civil rights act i think I, I mean, there, there are still some racists out there, but I think largely, certainly in the area that I live, and I imagine most of the United States, um, you're not going to see Jim Crow laws. You're not going to see businesses, um, you know, reject reject business for for blacks. I think people have moved past that. Um, so it's not it's not on my, you know, it's not the it's not my top priority, so to speak. But the I think the logic behind I, it applies I, to like gay cake bakers, you know, and that sort of thing as well. You know, I um normally I would agree with you, but being um a veteran <laughs> I know there's certain parts of the country that um no, that that that's not the case. If if um the Civil Rights Act was repealed, I think in a lot of parts of the country we would there would be an an in immediate attempt to go back to the way it was back during um, slavery and Jim Crow. I, I really do. I've seen mm-hmm. this myself. So um, it is nice to think that we would um, be able to um, say, okay, enough. We can just do this without all the laws. But I don't think we we are advanced enough as a, a, a society or a people yet to, to reach that, um to get to that, to where we are at that point yet. I really mm-hmm. don't. And a prime example is um, this, this uh, past election with um, Donald Trump, you know, with, with, with all of the, the so-called back and forth that's going on um, now 
between the, the cultures. So, uh, man, you know what? It, it would be nice, but I think we still have a lot of work to do. But don't go nowhere, Ryan. I got a couple mm-hmm. of other callers want to come in and uh, join the conversation, okay? So don't go nowhere. Right, I'll leave your mic open. All right. Um, let's see. Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Hi, this is Hello? Miss Lady. Hello. Hey, Miss Lady. How are you? Oh, I'm recovering, but I'm coming along. <laughs> I was going to, yeah. I, I, you know what? You just have such a nice energy about yourself. And um, I was going to ask you, um, how can we, as the call-in people, uh, assist you in terms of this, um, in terms of, you know, you said that this is a difficult time for you at this part of the year, that you're a veteran. But my thing is, how can, you've been so wonderful to host the show and allow it to speak. How can we best assist you when we call in? I don't think you want a, a whole lot of arguing and cursing and a whole lot of conflict, but then I might be wrong. So. <laughs> well, Miss Lady... Well, thank you for the compliments and the concern. Um, but you're correct, you know, I, and I think most most of my callers um, that do call in already know that, you know, I'm not about the, the, the arguing and the yelling because, in my opinion, nothing is, is – no discussion is really heard. Nothing is heard or, or talked about in any constructive way in that manner. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not for the, the chaos and the yelling and screaming at each other. No, that's just not me. You know, and if you remember when I first started the show, I used to read the rules off every day. You know, and I, I you know, I said, well, they didn't listen enough to they should know the rules now. But maybe I need to start reading the rules again. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Hold on, Miss Lady. Let me bring this other caller in, okay? But thank you. Okay. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Oh, it's um, Bishop Beasley. Well, hello, Mr. Beasley. How are you today, sir? I'm all right. A little agitated, trying to, after not being agitated, but just a little bit. Okay. So what do you have for me today? I have to crack the whip on the world, you know? No, Okay. <laughs> What's that guy uh-huh. talking about, man? He forgot they, man. The the dude that was talking, I just listened to him. It's like they live like in an alternate reality, man. And people don't know what it's like, you know. White folks in particular, they don't know what it's like to be black. And mm-hmm. okay, you know, when I hear the it. term, I, when I hear, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Okay. I can. can you hear me okay? I hear you now. Go ahead. All right. Sound like you're a little bit underwater. Oh, no. Um, no. I don't know. <laughs> they just they just seem to be in the alternate reality, and there's these simple solutions for complex problems. But you know, when I when I hear the term race card, you know, it, it kind of drives me up a wall. You know, race is not a card. Race is an issue. That permeates our society. It's not a card. Maybe some people mm-hmm. use it when it shouldn't be used, but they just don't understand. But um, 
I'm well, going to you know, briefly. I think they understand quite, quite well. And the reason I say that is none of them would want to change places with a black person. None of them, even if the black person is wealthy. They have a very good understanding of what it means to be black because they know they don't want to be black. I think a poor, I think a poor white or a regular white would change faces with a rich black person in a moment. That would be not not all, but I think most would, because there is a difference. There, there, well, there's, there's a, I don't know. There's the same people that voted for Donald Trump. I don't know because they live in a false reality. I know black people that voted for Donald Trump. Yeah, I do. Well, let's. <laughs> Well, let's um, let's let's get Ryan's opinion on what, on what y'all have uh, the opinion y'all have voiced. Ryan, are you still there? I'm still here. Okay, you will you want to comment on anything that um the other two callers have said? Um, yeah, I mean, I I, I certainly don't have as full an understanding of of being black as as a, a black person would certainly, um, and and I don't acknowledge that. Um, you know, I can do black lives to, matter. Do black lives matter? Of course they do. Uh, I also think all lives matter, but um, yeah, of course, of course all lives matter. You know that they, they named that organization horribly. You know it should have been Black Lives Matter too, or please don't shoot us, stop shooting us. I think that would have been a better one. Did you know Black Lives Matter, Ryan, is white owned and operated? That you see, oh, really? if you're ever to see a Black Lives Matter rally. Uh, you will see more white people in the group than you'll see black people. Hmm. There's well-meaning white people out there, but it, but for an organization that's so loosely put together and is funded by a billionaire, um, I don't know. I think it's kind of strange. Yeah, black life. Yeah, Black Lives Matter. That's either supported. It's probably fifty percent black people support it, and fifty percent black people don't, because they know of the origins. And to get the press that it does, particularly in the right wing media, Fox News and all of the other pundits, they've used this Black Lives Matter thing as as a as a dividing point to really push it. Are you familiar with Alex Jones, Brian? I am, yeah. Of course you are. Of course you are. Did you see him a couple of months ago when he was going on these rants against Black Lives Matter as it's the as it's the scourge of the country? I didn't know. I didn't catch that. I don't keep no, up. Oh, he Jones sure went in days in a row, screaming and hollering as he does. Do you, I'm just curious what you think. I don't know. Do you think mm-hmm. that Alex Jones is legitimate or that he's a paid government shell? Um, well, what are your thoughts on him? I shouldn't give you a choice. What are your thoughts on him? <laughs> I, I think he's in it for the money. You know, um, he's he's got a demographic, um, and he's got them hooked. And I think the louder he screams and yells, the more people donate and watch, and the more eyeballs he gets. Um, you know, do, do I really think he believes everything he says? Uh, I don't know. I, I can't see how somebody could, but there's lots of I don't know either. I don't, I don't know either. Things, you know? Well, you know, at, at one point. You know, um, a lot of people thought, you know, he was pretty creditable. Um, however, um, I think during this past election, many felt that he was just a, a, another government 
you know, shield or, or a mouthpiece, you know, the, the, for the for the establishment, more or less. You know, and you know, maybe he maybe he got bought out, like you know, like a lot of them do. You know, get off of the get off of something that um <laughs> he couldn't resist, and the changes his his views. Because at one time he's he was very very critical of what was going on as far as establishment. Um, he's but critical. He was critical during to everybody. Election, he was critical. He changed his stance. So he I was don't critical know. against Clinton. He was critical against Bush. He was critical yeah. against Obama. Scared the shit out of you with Obama if you'd watch some of those documentaries. We're going to FEMA <laughs> camps. Let Michael Hood tell yeah. it. We'd been locked up two years ago, three years ago, oh, yeah. eating gruel and being a slave all day long. But now, yeah. what's interesting, Alex Jones found a candidate that he likes. Mm. Yeah. But, well, you know what else? But, but, but you're probably right. I'm sorry to cut you off. Let me just get this thought out. But you're okay. probably right as far as the establishment because Donald Trump just named the head of his National Economic Council as the former president of Goldman Sachs. <laughs> his Treasury Secretary. I stopped watching this shit. I was like, all right, okay. I thought you were really different. It's the same old game. Exactly. We, who's, yeah, really, I, I, who's really in charge? Goldman Sachs is in charge, and the investment bankers are in charge. It's obvious. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the same old game, just renamed, rebranded, as they like to say. It, it's rebranded. But let's get back to Black Lives Matter for a hot minute. Um, you know, when you when you start talking about Black Lives Matter, I truly believe it started out as a legitimate, legitimate movement. But as it, with anything, you have those that that seize the opportunity to to push their agenda in. You know. Basically, the LGBTQ, um, George Soros, and that's when everything got out of hand. Uh, and now, as far as where it is now, you know, you have so many different frac- factions of, of so-called, quote-unquote, Black Lives Matter. You really don't know which one is legit and which one isn't anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, because if, cause if you think about it, if you think about it, you have the, the protests. They start off peaceful. You know, and then two or three days later, you got rioting going on. Why? Because someone has said, okay, here's your chance. Go in. Here's the money. Go in and tell up as much as you can to give it a negative um, uh, uh, connotation, a negative uh, look, or what have you. Black Lives Matter, yes. I think when when the movement started, it, it was to say that, yes, See, and I think this is where the, the the mainstream media and everybody twisted it a little bit. It wasn't saying that all lives doesn't don't does not matter. What it was saying, what they were saying is, with the the killing of young black African Americans, male and female, that it had to be brought out that black lives were blacks were being killed uh, at a more uh, what what word am I looking for? At a higher rate than others, and so th- it had to be brought to the forefront. Now, if you take a look at all these trials that's going on with black victims, uh, you can see most of the officers are being acquitted or are just not even charged at all. So, what does that say? What what is that saying? Um, Dylan Roof, he went in there and shot the people up in the church, and when they found him, what did they do? Yeah, they took him and took him to get something to eat. When they was interrogating him, 
gave they took the handcuffs off because they didn't want to seem like they was confront conf, uh, confronting him during the interrogation. I mean, where what does that say about you know where this country is as far as race relations? I keep saying I wasn't gonna say race relations, but relations. Period. As far as humans, you know. So there's something there's something uh, definitely wrong. So I, I think it, it was just misunderstood or taken and, and twisted to, to meet one's someone else's agenda um, for a negative um, outlook. And of course, that's just my my point of view. But what do, what do you think about that? And we lost Beasley, so um, Miss Lady Orion, what do y'all think about that? I have some thoughts. Um, I mean, certainly police shootings are a major issue. Um, incarceration rates, the, the United States has the highest incarceration rate of any other country on the entire planet. Um, mm. you know, there's there's certainly a lot of, you know, you're, you're like 100 times more likely to be killed by a cop than a terrorist. Um, you know, people keep talking about, oh, ISIS, ISIS, ISIS. Well, fucking cop, 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 cop. You know, you're a hundred times more likely to be killed by them. So there's certainly, there's a, there, there's a, a very important point that needs to be made about, about policing in the United States. Um, and some, somehow it got twisted to be about Black Lives Matter or they don't or um, All Lives Matter. Um, I think most people understand that it's, it's about the police against all people, not just the blacks. Um, so, so I guess I'll, I'll say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. I, know, I, I, I wish I knew more about it to, to comment more, more intelligently on it. Um, I didn't really follow mm-hmm. it too closely. I will say that violent protesters of any stripe, regardless of their association, um, if they're violent protesters, they shouldn't be out there doing that kind of stuff, flipping cars and set stuff on fire and, all that's going to do is just make the movement look bad and and stain, you know, tarnish the name um, of whatever well, movement you're in. Wait, Ryan, you know what's so interesting about that? I see your sister ain't going in. I'm going to get you in a minute, darling. Uh, you know what's so interesting about that, Ryan? Um, when, let's say, the Denver Broncos or Louisville Cardinals or someone like that wins a championship and you have – um, college students out there celebrating, flipping the cars, burning stuff. Why, that's just called a, a, a out of hand celebration. You understand what I'm saying? But when mm. it's protesting, and all of a sudden it's in the black neighborhood, uh, all of a sudden it's a riot. You know, but the same thing is going on. So I, I think when, when we do, as humans, and especially in this country, when you look at that, you have to look at the way things are not only done, but how they are. Co- Categorized or spoken about, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's the same. Yeah, and it's the same. It's the same actions. It's just the media covers them in a different way or frames them, which is a good word, frame them in a different way or brand them differently to make it seem like it's you know one is harmful and one is not harmful. So and I think that's that that's one of the major major issues that 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 is going on here in the United States. Um, I'm gonna let you get this in, then I'm gonna bring out another call in. Okay, go ahead. Okay, well let me bring Sister Ngoni in. All right, welcome to the show, Sister Ngoni. How are you, darling? Glad to see you back. I'm doing fine. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I well I was gonna mention the violent pro 
the violent, you already covered it, protesting, you know, the comment you made about the um, protesting being defined as violent. But what I really wanted to do, and I'm not trying to change the subject, I just want to expand it, because for me, it really helped me put things in context when I looked at how um, the United States operates in the world, um, and then when you look back and see what's going on in the United States, it helps one to, I think, um, understand it a little bit better. I think your caller sounds to be a sincere person, but I think he he only is looking at this thing in a narrow way. Um, when you take in consideration that um, United States foreign policy uh, is to dominate and control all the nations of the earth, and the majority of them are people of color, melanated people. So even though we may not want to use the term race, I understand why it makes it difficult sometimes to talk about these things. However, um, Mr. Talk, I don't disagree with you um, in that re- uh, respect because, like Neela Fuller, Neely Fuller says, there's only one race, and that race is the white race. That's who created the concept of race. And the way the world is now dominated and maintained is based on a system of white supremacy racism. I don't like using those terms either, but... When you look around the world and you see AFRICOM crawling all over Africa, you see Libya bombed back in the Stone Age because they wanted to have a, a, a currency backed by gold, and they wanted to work with Tunisia and Egypt to do that and also launch that on the continent of Africa so those people could have their resources to create their own civilization and to be free, as your guest was talking about, being free. See, to me, libertarians are good people, basically, that, you know, I've heard Ron Paul say, open up the jails, let the peace. I'm not fair to have the people locked up and have their whole lives ruined because they had a mere, a marijuana cigarette. Let them out. Okay, let them out, and then where are they going to go? They don't have any training. They don't have any way to maintain themselves. So free can be free to starve, too. Right? Mm, good point. So I'm not saying that the government should take care of us. I, I'm basically even beyond libertarian. I, I kind of agree with Larkin Rose that – uh, government, as we know at this time, is controlled by international bankers, or I should say banksters. So I don't really think a big government is the only problem, but I also would like to throw the question out there and then I'll close. Uh, let us remember how the government got too big, because I think a lot of times good people have selective memory. They, certain things they just don't want to talk about. They don't want to go back to the beginning, and I don't think we're ever going to solve this problem until we can actually talk about the thing from the very beginning. You talk about private property rights on stolen land. So I, I'll close there. And I'm not trying to be provocative. I just feel like those are sincere issues that are never talked about. Thank you, Mr. Talk. <laughs> well, thank you, Sister Ngoni. Uh, Ryan, Miss Lady? Um, I certainly agree with agree with her a lot. Uh, Larkin Rose considers himself an anarchist, and so do I. And it sounds like she probably does too. Um, well, yeah. I'm not really uh, into labels. I, I, I was more bringing up Larkin Rose to uh, to express the fact that when you talk about small government, that's why I raised the question: Well, how did the government get too big? It got too big because those people who want to say that they're libertarians and so forth and so on back in those days wouldn't hire black people, so the government had to force them to. So then the government forced other programs, you know, uh, to, to, to uh, you know, like Rome did, you know, give them uh, bread and circus, uh, you know, keep the natives quiet so we can continue our, you know, what we need to do, dominate the whole world. 
That's the issue is domination and control. And voluntarism is good, but it won't work in a society like ours because it's too diversified and there's too much hate and there's too much unresolved issues, in my humble opinion. I'm done. Hmm. Well, Ryan? Um, well, I'd also consider myself a voluntarist. Um, I, I just want to see all human interactions be voluntary. Um, you know, and that's, that's it, you know, plain that's and simple. That's wishful thinking and delusional, and he knows that that's not going to happen. Nobody gives up power willingly. 99% of people will not do that. They have to be forced to do it. Uh, history bears that out throughout the ages. So this, you know, it's kind of like, well, we live in a colorblind society. This this theme and this, this principle that's been espoused to decimate civil rights laws, that's BS, and everybody knows it. There's no colorblind society, and it shouldn't be a colorblind society. Um, everybody's color, for the most part, everybody's ethnicity should be respected equally. Um, and, and you should be able to look at somebody's differences and appreciate that and respect that. Who wants a colorblind society? What a boring place that would be. So, but they promote that as if, you know, well, you know, because it's a colorblind society, you know, there, there's no, no, no civil rights protections are needed for black and brown people. That's BS and everybody knows it. So all of this, you know, you know, espousing all of all of this um, wishful thinking, and then you kind of even wonder, is it really what they really want underneath? Um, because they cling to these delusions too tightly. So that's all I have to say, Mr. Todd. Oh, okay. Wow. You know, <laughs> Miss Lena, I like the way you said that. You said basic colorblind would just be a boring place, huh? Everybody walks around being the same. My God. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. I, I, I can see that. I can see your point on that one. Um, hmm. Well, you know, I guess it goes back to the, the what Sister Ngoni was saying. Then what? What? How do we? Without going all the way back and talking about the beginning and how things started, how do we uh, get to a point to where everyone is accepted, no matter what your ethnicity, culture, or what have you? Let's remember now, this is, um, not only remember when, um, who was it? Uh, uh, I think Roosevelt, whoever um, had the internment camps for the Japanese Americans back during World War II. Remember that? Yeah, See, good point, Mr. Talk. Yeah, you had that. And you know, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was saying, see, and when you start talking about those type of things, those, I think, as you said, we just, that those have, those things have to be taught, have to be, have to be discussed. And we have to really take a look at that because in some cases, um, instances, it's just in a different way. That's the prisons basically are becoming internment camps, <laughs> you know, because it, it, uh, it says in the Constitution, if you're in prison, you are a slave. That's what it says. It says well, that in the know, Constitution. Well, so, Mr. Talk, you I mean, have different kinds of prisons. You have those who are locked inside federal penitentiaries and 
you know, uh, jails and so forth. And you've got other folks that are imprisoned in their communities because they have lack of resources and they're being abused and, and they're right. being disenfranchised. So prisons, you right. know, it's not just when you're, yeah, locked up in there, you can be locked up out here too, depending on your right. circumstances. Correct. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I didn't mean to imply that I was talking about being accepted because I could care less about being accepted. I think the concept is uh, more accurately put when no one is being abused and mistreated, regardless of what your ethnicity is. And the reason I say there's only one race, and when I think about it, it wasn't my idea. I was listening to uh, uh, Mr. Neely Fuller, and he uh, put forth that idea, and I thought about it deeply, and I think he's right. There's only one race, and that is the white race, because they're the one who created the concept of race. You've been all over this world, Mr. Talk, and you know most people don't walk around talking about what color they are. They might talk about what ethnicity they are or what nationality they are or what tribe they're from, but they don't talk about the color of their skin, now do they? You're right. They don't. They do not. That sickness is in the West. That's where that sickness Mm. is at. So the issue is not about being accepted. Who cares? The issue is being free and being able to be self-determined. But see, what we have here is groups of people that are dominated by another group of people that don't allow you to be self-determined. we got some history to back that up, too. Greenwood, Archer, and Pine, uh, the move people, they got bombed, you know, unfortunately, by a black mayor, Wilson Good, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure he was following his master's orders, just like the one in the White House was following the orders now. I'm done. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, you know what? You brought that up, and now that I think about it, you're right. In my whole, you know, my, my military career in, in foreign lands, no one ever walked up to me and asked that question. You know, so that was, <laughs> you know, that's that's pretty pretty interesting there. You know, that just, but you know what? That goes that goes to show that the programming and conditioning that, as you say, that goes on in the western western um. Western, the United States. Heck, let's just go and put it that way. The United States. No, it's <laughs> in Europe too. Yeah. Well, nah. Well, yeah, that's true too. That yeah, that is. is true. Yeah. Yeah. Now, anyway, but you know, so with with that that being said, that being said, and going back to what um, Ryan was asking earlier about freedom, you know, I, I'm thinking now and recalling my, my journeys overseas into the different parts of the world and I think I, I've had this discussion before on the show example Iraq when we went to Iraq you know um, those people were happy you know you had the Bedouins living out in the desert they were happy and to them they were free you know that was their freedom but of course um Big bad um, Uncle Sam went over and said, "Well, no, you're not really free compared to our what we consider free. So we're gonna come over here and liberate you and show you what freedom is. Thus, the rise of you know all this other stuff that's going on right now, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, what have you. So uh, when you when you start talking about freedom, I I, I guess you have to be careful um, what you consider freedom and uh, who you're trying to free up." I guess for the lack of a, who you trying to help become free. And I think I read in the chat room was said, someone said freedom is more an individual thing. And when I'm thinking about it, that may be the, the sole definition of what freedom is. It's an individual thing, no matter where you are. You got to be well, free that, within yourself first. 
Huh? Go ahead. But don't all groups have? Don't all ethnicities have a right to to self determination and to be free to live their culture and to live their moral ways and folk ways and worship the way they want to, as long as they don't impose that or harm anyone else? Is that? I'm just asking a question. You're saying it's individual, but doesn't it? I think it also could extend to groups of people that want to come together and and live. Yeah, as long as they're not harming anyone else. Right. You know, what do you? Okay, I'll give you a good example. Uh, this is probably going to get something started, but like for instance, I understand in Germany they just passed a ban on burkas. What's your thoughts mm-hmm. on that? <laughs> yeah. What is your thoughts on that, Ryan? First, before I give mine, what are your thoughts? It's their body. It's their burqa. Um no one has the right to force them not to wear it or to wear it. Um, if they're on somebody else's property, like if somebody's in my house and I want to tell them to take off a burqa, um, you know, I can tell them to do whatever I want. It's my property, and if they don't like it, they can, you know, get, get um, you know, kicked out of the trespassing or whatever. Um, it would be a really jerky thing to do to tell somebody, oh, you can't wear that hat in my house or whatever, but um, if it really matters, it didn't do that much. But well, if, I think, if somebody's on their own house, if if they're in their own house, I've got no right to tell them what to do. You know, well, I bet they won't tell the Jews to take them little things off their head. Know where they go. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, you know when you we start talking about burkas and things like that, you know that's that's um, that's a small piece of a bigger problem, basically. But it's a symptom. Yeah, it's a symptom. It's a symptom of the problem we're talking about, in my view. It's a symptom. And that's why I threw it out there because, you know, okay, here's another symptom that I wrote this in the chat room. There was a case recently in Toledo, Ohio, where a black man was wanting to buy $2 worth of gas, and the uh, white attendants there, quote, white attendants, they consider themselves, that's how they define themselves, so that's why I'm using that Mm -hmm. word. Uh, refused to sell him $2 worth of gas. Now, there were other bystanders was trying to reason with the uh, gas station attendants and say, why don't you just let the man buy the gas so he can get off, so he can leave. He just wants to get on his way. He had ran out of gas. They called the police, and the police came in and said they had a right to refuse to serve them, him. Well, so that's the same you know, issue as the burqa, isn't it? The same issue? No. And when these people <laughs> claim totally that different. they came over here fleeing religious persecution, remember mm. that? Mm-hmm. Ah, but, ah. But Selective see, memory, yeah. huh? <laughs> well, see, now I'm going to let Ryan, because, see, Ryan uh, would have sided with the gas station attendant. So go ahead, Ryan. Give your explanation on that one. I think it's a very jerky behavior. I don't approve of it. Um, if I found out a gas station attendant did that, I wouldn't ever buy gas there again. I'll say that ahead of time, um, but it's it's a really jerky thing to do. Um, but so so, what are we going to do about it? What's the what's your you know what? This, um, that needs to, that's going to be a civil rights lawsuit. And um, he was traveling in interstate commerce, and that gas station is directly linked to interstate commerce because people stop there to get gas. The gas station owner is going to get sued, and they're probably going to find that that. Stupid employee now has created a big problem for the gas station owner because they're probably going to be out of a lot of money and he's going to have to hire an attorney. So you know, if, so it's this, it's, it's stupid. To I mean, listen, 
At what point do my rights end and yours continue? Do you know what I'm saying? So why should black people have to bear the burden, all of these burdens uh, that 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 y'all have have insisted that we bear, and you go on burden free, and life goes on for you, and we're stuck with dealing with the multitude of problems that emanate from the burdens placed on us. Now let's go back to the lawsuit there. What what happens if if a business owner doesn't show up to court? Um, you know they they get arrested. <laughs> What happens if they don't pay their fine? They get a summons to court, and if they don't show up at court, they get a contempt. And if they don't respond to that, at some point they get arrested and brought to jail. So and that's what should happen because he took on he was he took on when he opened up that business, he took on the burdens of operating the business, which is hiring stupid employees. Well, so and what you're saying is that when when that's someone does something mean or somebody does something rude or, or something that's a really jerky thing to do. That you know, what should happen is that too. they get kidnapped and, and is, murdered if they resist. This is I mean, that's, that's a big this jump. Is, this could really have ended up bad because it was at night. I don't know what the weather conditions were like. If the man had no gas left in his tank, he could have encountered some very serious problems later at night, which would have stemmed just from the refusal to give him a couple of gallons worth of gas. Well, that's and irrelevant because even if it was during the day, you say the same thing, right? didn't buy the gas himself. You know, as a public servant, why didn't he say, well, I'm going to buy the gas for him, put the gas can, and 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 give it to the man putting his car? That's what a public servant should do. That that would be a nice thing to do, but he, he didn't. But I don't want to – I don't think he should be kidnapped and, and potentially murdered for that, you know? Um, I mean that's 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 my objection there is that somebody did something mean and then you think that what should happen is that they get assaulted and kidnapped and potentially murdered. That's that's a big jump. Um, I don't even I, know I don't see holding Do you get that what he's saying, Mr. Todd? I don't no, I was getting ready to ask who who said anything about anybody getting kidnapped and murdered. But see, those people uh, were breaking the law, which doesn't mean anything in the United States because it's lawless. But, you know, they, they were breaking the law. That's what they were doing. So you're talking exactly. about them being mean, but see, that uh, that's how it, these things always get discussed, based on emotions, feelings. They were mean. Who cares if they're mean? Who cares if they don't like me? Who cares if they don't like how I look or whatever? See, this is about justice, equity, and, 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 and that's what it's about. It's not about whether you like me or whether you don't like me. Who cares? <laughs> okay? Who cares? <laughs> huh. I imagine I imagine there's some people out there who don't like me and if I wanted to buy two dollars worth of gas from them, they might say no. And that would be a mean thing to do, but I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to use the, the force of the state, the force of the law. Well too bad it's gonna be the force of the state. Uh and I'm sure he's probably had a lot of volunteer attorneys call him, maybe the NAACP or the ACLU or whoever, because it's not, I'm sure it's not going to end there, and it shouldn't end there. It should send a big message. No, you will not violate somebody else's civil rights because you don't like how they look. Hmm. Well, you know, and you know what, Mr. Tom? You know, we keep we, saying we, police. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I, I, I was going to bring up another, another example. Um, uh, when when the Supreme Court said um, 
it was legal for, you know, um, lesbians and, and homosexuals to get married. And the lady in, um, was it Kentucky? She was in Kentucky who refused to issue the license to eventually they had her removed. <laughs> Remember that? Yep. They had her removed. And then eventually what happened was um, they gave her a job back, I think. They gave her a job. They just put her in a different um, um, department or what have you. So um, you, when, when you think about that, and I, I think Miss Lady mentioned it, you know, why didn't someone else just buy the gas and give it to the guy? Well, then again, the, the, the attendant male said, nope, I'm not giving it to you to give it to him either. You know, you have to look at the the whole picture, and then just to take that one one smidge right there, yeah, that's just completely wrong. But it is this, and the if Ryan the police Ryan officer says, had done it, he would have said no to the police officer. He would have better sense than that. Left. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes yeah, you know, yeah, and I, you know, so you start now start to wonder who about this police officer. What, well, that goes back to that goes back to a statement I said earlier. Um, in some parts of this country, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. You know, they feel the way they feel, and law enforcement will, so, you know, enforce that. Just like back during the Jim Crow days, uh, it's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. It's just, let's be honest. I'm glad. I'm so glad you said that because I had wrote a note. You said law enforcement because that's what they are. They're not public servants and they're not officers because an officer is someone who was elected. They're lo- supposed to be law enforcement officers. He didn't enforce the law. And I want to bring up the the uh, uh, the thing about the LGBT cake, which is I believe was a Supreme Court ruling on the people. Remember they re- they didn't want to make a cake based on their religious right. beliefs. Mm-hmm. And then, and they were made to uh, be able to serve those people. What's the difference between serving the cake and serving the gas? Tell me, please. There, there, there's no difference. I wouldn't want to force a, a baker to bake a cake either. Um, I mean, you, you said it right there. Law enforcement forces right in there. Yeah, I mean, but I think you're, you're, you're missing the point, Ryan. You're advocating. You're missing the point, Ryan. You're missing the point. The point is the law. I may not agree with certain of the laws. But the point is the law being applied equally for all, whether it's LGBT, whether it's those considered black people, uh, Mexicans, uh, whoever. The law should be applied equally to all. That's the issue. The law I violates think, the correct me if I'm wrong. Pardon, pardon the, me? The law, in, in large part, violates the rights of, of the people. And if, if one person's rights are being violated, it, maybe it would be more fair to violate another person's rights, too, so it's more equal. But, I mean, why can't we just not violate anyone's rights? Oh, I didn't understand what you just said, but I, I agree that the law is not implied uh, the way it should be uh, equally uh, with justice for all. And I think that's the issue under discussion, but I could be wrong. I mean, let's let's take a, a slightly different example. Um, uh, blacks are incarcerated at higher rates than whites for the same crimes. They're, they're uh, charged and uh, found guilty more often. Um, should... Should we then say we should raise the incarceration rates for, for whites and convict more whites because that would be more fair? Is that should ridiculous? We say nobody should be convicted I, I, of drug crimes in the first place. I, I don't mean any disrespect, but that's a ridiculous example. Now, you earlier in the conversation said something about the fact that you felt like the civil rights law was unconstitutional. <laughs> so I, I think, we're, you know, if, I, if I'm getting you right, 
you know, uh, when you say that you think some laws are unfair, okay, maybe they are. But my point is that whatever the laws are, they're not being enforced equally for all uh, with justice. That, that's, that's the point I'm trying to make. First of all, there's too many laws, and any nation that has as many laws as the United States does, you know, is corrupt. Because, you know, if you're a libertarian and you say you're an anarchist, then you know the only law we need is common law. Do no harm, and if you do, suffer the consequences. Pay for the, your actions. It, done, finished. We don't have any more laws. Don't hurt nobody, and, and that's it. If you have an accident and you harm someone, then you make amends for that, whether it be financially or however else. That's pretty simple. That would be a nice way to live, don't you think? All, these, all they're doing is making money off of putting people in jail and, and getting the states, uh, you know, siphoning off money from tax, from, from usury fees and all. It's all about commerce. It's not about justice. It's all about wow. commerce. Those are good points. But hold on for a minute, Fulton. And, uh We have three minutes left in the live show. We will be going over time. So if you're not on the switchboard, you need to get here, 347 Eight three eight eight six two two. If you can make it, hey, thank you for tuning in. You can catch the rest of the show um, during the archives. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, whoever's going to speak. Okay, nobody's going to say anything. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I guess I, I interrupted the thought process, huh? <laughs> um. Wow. Common common law, huh? Common law. Boy, I tell you. That would be a good thing. That common law would be a good thing, wouldn't it? I mean, just think. You control, you know, your your little piece of the world and you know, don't have to didn't have to worry about anybody else and you know, there's a set of laws that just were natural and that was it. That'd be great. You I know, think that I would think be there's gonna be less laws with Donald Trump because he's getting ready to do away with a lot of equal protection. Uh, excuse me, the uh, EPA, I think, and the FDA, all those federal regs. <laughs> he's, uh, allegedly, he's going to be um, getting rid of a lot of it. So, hey, there'll be a few a, a few less laws on the books, I guess. I don't know. So at least regulations. <laughs> <laughs> well... You know, I, I don't know what Trump is going to do right now. I don't think Trump really knows what Trump's going to do. Um, it'll be interesting, though. That that's for sure. I mean, he's putting billionaires and generals in place, so apparently he 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 has somebody's telling him to do something, or maybe he's just um um what 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 the word is. He's going ahead and um taking care of his promises, his political promises that he made before he got in, but we, we'll see. Uh, Come on, Mr. Talk. You know, doggone well, one man does not run this show. And that they probably took <laughs> You remember when Obama was inaugurated, and it wasn't too long after that when they said he had a black eye from playing basketball? Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Well, that was probably after they took him down the basement and showed him that video of who killed JFK. The same video they're going to show Trump when he gets to run his mouth. Uh, but Trump has the money to buy him off. Money don't stop bullets. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, I can't argue with that one. You're right. <laughs> oh, you 
You are absolutely right on that one. Oh, wow. Mm-mm-mm. Well, we, we shall see. You know, it, it's, it's interesting, though. It really is. Um, they said the recounts are done in two of the states, and according to certain news outlets, you know, Trump has gained more votes than he, you know, than was believed. But uh, like I said last week, it, what sense does it make to do a recount anyway? You know, <laughs> either way, he's going to be the president. Just that simple. There's there's no if ands or buts about it. You know, so they have to keep the people interested. It's good. You know, uh, they have to keep the people feeling like they they have a stake in things. They have to keep your attention, you know, and then the networks get to make more, you know, currency when they ca- got the people's attention, turn it into the news to see what lie they're going to tell next. That's what it's, it's, it's commerce. Oh, speaking of the networks, I just glanced at the TV. CNN is having a clear attention lawsuit for uh, discrimination um, and employment discrimination uh, case, I don't know the case, but I don't know what it's all about. I didn't have time to listen. That's just an aside. When she said networks, that's what I recalled. But I don't mean to digress. Okay, you said they're having a a, a lawsuit. CNN, uh huh, the networks, hmm. racial discrimination, employment issues. And I think it may be a class action lawsuit. I'm not really sure. But there you go for volunteerism, huh? Volunteerism. Um, well, I I don't know. I have to look that one up. Okay. <laughs> um, I have to look that one up. That's interesting, though. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. ah, man. What a great well, show. What a great show. Yes. Can I a show in the future on patriarchy um, and and in terms of African Americans in the country and the role it plays and and the role it has played? Okay, we. I'll make sure I write that down. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, uh, Sister Ngani. Oh, I was just going to ask you if you had a chance, probably not, because I just sent it to you. This is off the subject uh, about the um, the article uh, about the, I think it's called Wired World. I put it in the chat room, I think, but it's been quite some time ago. Thomas, um, the man's name is Thomas. Oh, here it is. Uh, the man is, is called, um, doggone it, Thomas Horn. And it, it's concerning... Um, the genetic um, experiments that they've been doing for over 10 years, and there's a lot of uh, legislation that some of it was passed by Obama um, uh, recently, I understand, from reading and from listening to this documentary, uh, you know, where they've created um, cross-genetic, you know, human genes into animals and vice versa. And, you know, I know you heard about that a long time ago, but it's, it's, you know, it's becoming more prominent, and uh, the way the man was explaining it, they're actually ha- at, you know, uh, high uh, universities, they're dis- at Stanford, places like that, they're discussing the ethics of, of crossing human genes with um, animals and so forth because they're asking the question, uh, based on law, uh, what percentage of human genes would an entity have to have in order for them to be covered by the law that, you know, is supposed to protect humans? 
I, mm. I sent you the article. It's deep, uh, and there's a, a documentary out there on it, and it is oh wow, how it, 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 it and it's happening right under our feet, and we're not aware of it. You know, we're talking about bathrooms and so forth. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what? Um, you're right. It, it's happening right under not only our feet, uh, right in our face, actually. Um, and and wow. it's not new. It's been going on for no. over a decade, probably more than that. I mean, so it's moving, moving, moving. You know, it's and with the robotics yeah. and all of that, and them talking about making sentient machines and this kind of thing, displacing humans. You know, where, mm-hmm. uh, from the kind of life where you know we're accustomed to going to school, getting education, to get a job. That that whole you know that whole paradigm is is shifting. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, because you can go back when they first started about talk, started talking about cloning, you know, and then they were cloning. So yeah, I, I think yeah, and actually, if they're talking about it now, you can guarantee they done tried it once or twice. Oh <laughs> no, they've already. If you watch the documentary, there's already what they call chimeras that exist. Uh, there, wow. you know, they've oh, they've been doing these experiments, and they were talking about the ethics. They were at one time they created a clone. Uh, to bear the burden of childbirth, and then they wanted to dispose of the clone, and they backed off of that because of the discussions about ethics. They came to the conclusion that it was not ethical. So and this thing has mm-hmm. gone. Oh, it's like it's. I don't have words. <laughs> it's, 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 it's really, you well, know, did you send, something you, to consider. Did you send it to my um, my email? You sent it to my email. I'm, I, I think I did, but I'll double check and make sure you get it. Okay. It's a quite of a long article, and there's a documentary. I'll also put the link on that. But in addition okay. to that, they are now discussing, because of the replacement of human labor with robotics, um, they're now discussing openly in hive circles about a universal uh, living wage or universal wage or something. I'm not using the proper term here, but you get the drip, right? Yeah, and yeah. I think that's so dangerous because you see, the kind of talk we hear all the time about welfare in America and people are lazy and they don't want to work. And what the truth is, they've been disenfranchised and can't work because they have to keep a large uh, population of people so they can parade through their prison camps so they can sell bonds around the world and make money off of them, so the judges can get a part of that money for their retirement. Okay. Mm. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. You know, and so now they're talking about extending this universal pay globally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what that's going to do is create dependency. You know, we hear them talking about three generations of people on welfare. Well, it's true. It's not healthy for human beings to be put in a position of dependency. That's why I say freedom is self-determination. You're right. To be able to, yeah. Yes. It's not dependent yeah. on some other group to make all the laws tell you what you can, whether you can buy some gasoline or not, or whether you can wear a burqa or not. It's about you know who appointed one group God. I guess they did with their <laughs> atomic bombs. I guess. Ooh, look out now. Okay, well hold on. I got somebody else I got to bring in. But you know what? I, listening to that, I was thinking about this um, documentary I watched the other night um, about kids in Colombia living in tunnels, and they say they live in the tunnels because. Every Sunday night, um, they have what they call death squads that come around, and they tell them when they find them, they tell them you've been selected for social cleansing, and just either shoot them or just abuse them real bad, you know. And these cats, these kids, yes, 
Did you know that's been going on for 40 years in Brazil? Death squads taking homeless children and killing them. There's documentaries on that. That's been going on for 40 years in Brazil. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so, so now it's created to Colombia, you say? Yes, it's in Colombia now. Yep. Yeah, it's it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be all everywhere because of you know this this is the shift. Yeah, well, the you know they call talk, The more it seems this is really the, uh, a prison planet. It appears. Absolutely. Oh mm, and don't, then they keep like people distracted with the racial stuff yep. because they're afraid and scared and scapegoating and talk, you know pointing fingers and thinking they're gonna get an extra piece of chicken or something. You know if the other people don't get a piece. You know, with all the real stuff going on, this really, really bizarre, highly secretive, undercover stuff going on taking place. They're going to look up and it's going to be a changed world while they still point fingers at other people. Divide and conquer tactics. Keep the the natives fighting each other while we change the whole planet. Yep, that's the plan. That's the plan. Can I give the title... Can I give the title of that article for anybody that might want to read it just real quick? Yes, go ahead. Thank you, Mr. Talk. The author is Thomas R. Horn, H-O-R-N, and the article is entitled, Could Modern Science Play a Role in the Coming of Apollo? That's uh, that's it. Thank you, Mr. Talk. I'm okay, gone. you're welcome. Uh, interesting name they chose, Apollo, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. All right, let me bring this call in. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Hello. Hello, Maze. How it's are Mays. you? I'm just yeah, fine. Uh, Miss Lady was, was talking about the lawsuit with CNN. Uh, uh-huh. The guy filed a lawsuit because he was being mistreated. Mistreated by who? His job. I guess the producers or whoever else that he worked with, he said he was uh, – he was training, and they was going passing him over, and he wasn't getting promotions like everybody else was getting. So he filed a lawsuit, but it's more than one. But it's one that filed for one person, and some more people filed for different reasons. And then there was another article about this black lady that has a cure for cancer. Have you heard about that one? This black doctor. Black lady has a cure for yes, cancer. She's a doctor. Yes. But she's mm-hmm. got to raise so much money in order for her to to get her. Whatever the doctors have to do in order when they have cures, they got to raise a certain amount of money in order before they can be documented in, in the pattern and all this stuff. Uh huh. So she, they can. Mm-hmm. So while she's trying to raise the money, they can steal it and patent yeah, it and then, she, and make the money off of it she, for themselves. That's basically what they're doing. Yeah, she have a better treatment than that radiation. That's what she has. Then you don't have to go through wow. all that radiation with the treatment that she has. Uh huh. And I'm like, well, all that money that they got to put out for medical school. And all this stuff that they have to do, and then they're going to charge you on the leg for your medication when you get some. It doesn't make any sense. If it's there to help people. Hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, as Sister Ngoni has been saying the whole show, it's all about the commerce. All right? The commerce. Because uh, everybody, well, I don't know everybody, I can't say that. But most people who who's had cancer and had to have those treatments, they'll tell you, you know, they feel worse after the treatments, and of course, because you're putting radiation in, you know, chemicals mm-hmm. and radiation in your body, and that's not doing nothing but destroying your body and your your organs even more. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, being someone so guess- who's, you know, family members go through that, you know, I, I I wouldn't recommend it. 
I always said if I got cancer, hey, I just have to deal with it my way because I, you know. But you have to think about it. She's not the only one who's probably not had a cure. Oh I mean, no, no, no. She has. I'm saying it works because she used it, and they well, know it works. But she got a ready. Um, oh. Sister, who was that doctor that was the herbalist that then? They that, killed him. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So, you know, when Dr. you start CD, talking about, yeah, yeah, when you start talking about messing with the dollars, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. you, know you have to look out. You have to look out well, for a, it because they're gonna come after well, us now. I'm gonna say it like this: either humans gonna be like the dinosaurs, or nobody's gonna be on this planet because they ain't gonna be able to create nothing to benefit them, to make them live. Find no other way or no way shot and whatever. So either we're going to be like the dinosaurs and something else going to come and take over. That's the way well, I, I mean, think it. You know, the the, the, it might the, ultimate, the ultimate objective right now for the elitists is to join themselves with artificial intelligence and live forever. That's That's what their it goal was. is right now. It huh? won't happen because it won't happen because too they, they they did too much and just like the Native Americans can't even have their own land to do what they want to do on it and we talk about other things that happens and can't happen to people and they can't even mm-hmm. keep them the pipeline because the lady the Native lady the lady was talking she was saying they never gave America the rights to that water they gave mm-hmm. it to the land but not the water and I guess mm-hmm. that went over everybody's head. It didn't go with some people here, but I mean, uh-huh. what, what does that matter? What does that matter? I got the land, so I'm going to control this water. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean. So that's the way I see things. I mean, we don't go like dinosaurs. That's just following history. Yeah. Hey, well, no, but following? these they have the right to control the water because they're trying to set that pipeline through it. And they're going yes. to have leaks, and it's going to leak into the water next to their land, and therefore to their land it's going to affect their house. Because that, that thick uh, oil that they're putting through those pipes are so thick, they have to put all these chemicals in it, and it essentially is cyanide, and then the pipes uh, get corroded, and it leaks, and they have spill after spill. So basically those Indians are going to get sick and be killed off. Not only the Native Americans will be the American people. That water flows. Oh, yeah, cause yeah. So we can blow into your kitchen or my kitchen or Mr. Talk kitchen or whoever kitchen, and it's going to be killing them too. That's why I say he's um, uh, humans going to die like the dinosaurs. <laughs> and something's going to be here to talk about us. Remember when all those animals and those fish and birds and uh, were turning up dead in the thousands? I'm sure it's from all of those leaves. Wow. Well, we shall see. We shall see. Hey, you know what, though? It's still going on, and, you know, they're holding their own, <laughs> even though, <laughs> you know, the government are trying some real sneaky stuff. Um, actually, I read an article last week where the president is supposed to be stepping in and, and telling them to halt for a moment to do some more research. I don't know how far that came with that yet, but I think that was they in the works. <clears throat> well, it was stopped. Yes, it will stop. Put it in another okay. doing good because when Donald Trump gets office, they gonna change it. They said they're gonna change everything. So, well, of course, you know, because uh, most Americans don't forget about the Keystone Pipeline running through the other yes. side of the country, and um, the Republicans I, didn't forget about it though, huh? Well, every day want to turn everything into a business. 
That's what it wants to everything from from your from your social security to your health care to everything else. Wanna be ran like a business gonna be just like the stock market. And everybody gonna be broke. Nobody gonna have nothing. And everybody gonna be walking around looking like zombies. <laughs> privatize. So so one group can own everything and privatize it and charge you what they want to. About what they're doing now, don't you think? And then they're going to break. <laughs> only thing that's going to stop it is the people on the other side of the world might not want to deal with them. Then what are they going to do? They haven't even put that one in. They haven't thought about that one. Oh, they're going to no, they fall so right in take partners to do. I don't think so. It, it, it takes yeah. partners with you to do your dirty work. Exactly. That's why it's going to stay. That's why it's going to be all right. Because they got the partners already yeah. in line. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's one. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, trust me, if, if they're not, you'll hear about them because they're gonna start mm-hmm. flying, dropping like flies, dropping like oh, flies. Okay. Yeah, just that simple. That's how they work. That's how it works. All right, y'all. I got to get up out okay. of here, but I'm gonna let y'all get your last words in. So, without do, go ahead, May. Since you you were last in, first out. Go ahead, get your last oh, I words. Just, I was just giving my opinion of what I think and see the world as. We either die like the dinosaurs or we live like humans. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Whatever that means, live like humans. That, you know, that's a wide, that's a wide brush right there. But okay, thanks, mm-hmm. Mace. You have a good weekend. Have a good one. All right. <laughs> All right, Sister Goni. Glad to see you back, Mister Talk, and uh, good topic. Um, thanks for the information about Columbia. I'm going to look that up uh, also. And um, you have a good evening. Bye bye. All right. Thank you. You too. Have a great weekend. All right. All right, Miss Lady. Uh oh, hold on. I guess I need to open your mic first. Okay, go ahead, Miss Lady. <laughs> okay, so thank you, Mays, for sharing that about the, um, the information about the CNN. I'm going to have to look that up. And I agree. Either we're going to work together, you know, and problem solve effectively and learn to treat each other respectfully and appreciate each others' differences because we all bring something to the table and uh, to make the planet a better planet, or we are going to die like the dinosaurs. We are, and and we'll be supplanted by, like Ngozi said, some of those chimeras and those robots and, you know, and and the few remaining humans on the planet will have a very difficult way to go. All right. Well, thank you, Miss Lady, and you have a great weekend as well. All right. I tell you what, though, I hope it ain't. It's not two men left on the on the face of the earth, but that'd be something nasty. <laughs> okay, y'all. I couldn't resist that one. All right. I want to say thank y'all for joining me today, man. It's been fun. Great show. Um, I enjoyed the dialogue, conversation, and. Uh, Hey, made me proud. I, once again, I want to say I do appreciate everyone who who calls in and listens to the show. Um, much love to each and every one of you. Um, my gratitude goes out. Okay, um, but uh, just remember, I love y'all. All right, I'm not gonna say much. That's about it. Um, Thank you for calling once again. Just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart. Make sure you're forgiving yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. You can laugh at yourself. Everything else is just groovy or gravy, however you want to look at it. All right. Um, Being that it is Friday, we're going to take you out of here with something a little upbeat, Um, living it up 
Friday night by Bill James for those that's going to step out later on. Don't forget, you can listen to the show on the archives if you missed any of it or any other episodes. Uh, I will attempt to be here <laughs> Monday. Um, as I said in the beginning of the show, you know, this is a, a fairly hard time of year for me. So um, some days I'm able and some days I'm not. I, I'm just going to be truthful with you. So please bear with me. And I do apologize for not being on the air a little bit more regularly. But I do what I can, okay? Uh, but that's it. Y'all have a great weekend. Uh, i see each and every next time here on Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. Say see ya. Y'all have a great weekend. I'm out.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.